Once there was a spider, the bone-eyed spider, and he wanted to take over the world. But he couldn't, because the world was protected by the Dragon Star, the most powerful dragon who maintained balance for all living creatures. However, the bone-eyed spider was a trickster, and he wove a web made of gold and told the Dragon Star that if he could break through it, he could keep the golden web. The Dragon Star feared nothing and wanted the gold, so he flew right into the web, expecting to tear through it easily, but the web held. The harder he struggled, the harder it gripped him. All the while, the spider was slowly wrapping him in golden silk until he was nothing but a giant golden cocoon. The bone-eyed spider had won and could now do what it pleased in the world, while the dragon sat in the spider's web as a trophy and a reminder of how powerful the spider truly was. But what the spider didn't know is that the dragon star had an egg. An egg that held the next dragon star, destined to be stronger and wiser than its parent, destined to restore the balance that had been lost. But for now, it was nothing. It was just an egg. Wait, asked Edwin. So are you saying our missing egg is the next dragon star? Maybe, answered Tom. If the story is real, I guess it could be about your egg. But the thing is... You never know about stories. Season 2 of Fairies and Dragons, Ponies and Knights begins in February. Follow on your favorite podcast player or get the story sooner by watching the live Zoom show. For tickets and coloring pages, visit dirtroadtheater.com slash fadpack. Welcome to episode number 10, season 2 of the Adventures of Power Dog in Dogland. Thanks, Hank. Hello. You may remember when our story left off that the secretive and feisty Slippery Fennec Lupo had been really wiling out and acting up. First, they had jumped off of the Cloud Dragon, surely risking their life, and then... They stole the Comet Dragon, as well as Fetcher's Skyflower, presumably to go across the galaxy to a dragon planet they had only just now learned of, called Draconis. The dogs had come to expect the worst of Lupo, and frankly, Lupo did not disappoint these expectations, which was devastating for Condro. The last thing Condro saw was their nibbling steal a precious talisman and a dragon. And before Lupo vanished in a flash of light and an electrostatic snap, they turned around, smiled at the dogs, and yelled, 
So long, losers. See ya. What I wanna be ya. Condro was completely broken hearted. The head scene changer looked at all of them with some concern and then looked around the whole sky and said, Well, that was our only comet dragon. So I hope that enchanted dog acts cool when they get to Draconis. Enchanted? asked Power Dog. Oh, couldn't you tell? That dog was wearing enchanted garments. Just then, Tuffy perked up, hollered, Aha! and held one of the little black slippers up high above his nose. He'd wrestled it off of Lupo's foot, and it had gone unnoticed in their kerfuffle. Or should I say, kerfluffle? I mean, we are talking about dogs here. The little slipper was wriggling and flapping about like a fish as all of them stared wide-eyed at it. Oh, if only we could return to Meowie to demand answers, said Condro as they shook their head and examined the flopping slipper. The head scene shifter clapped their dragon paws together and declared, You must go back as close as you can to Dogger Falls, where you can wait and hope for the best. As they clapped, another cloud drifted nearer and began to take shape of a lovely fluffy dragon. It's very hard to describe, but if you could just imagine what it would look like to build a dragon out of pure white snowy cauliflower, well, that's what this dragon kind of looked like. This is Cumulo, said the head scene shifter as they tied a silky ribbon of yet more clouds around the two cloud dragons. Together with Cloudy, they will take you to Dogger Falls. Power Dog, Fetcher, Tuffy, and Condro all looked at each other, nodded, and hopped onto the dragon's backs. Fetcher and Condro on Cloudy, and Power Dog and Tuffy on Cumulo. The head scene changer tapped both dragons lightly on their backsides, and they were off. They waved goodbye to the head scene changer, and Power Dog hollered, Thank you! As the large-eared dragon disappeared from sight. They were floating very quickly, flying through the sky, back towards the islands in the middle of the vast Dogland Sea. Power Dog couldn't help but feel like all of the zigzagging back and forth across Dogland was at least a little crazy. Tuffy rested his paw on Power Dog's paw, and they both took in a nice deep breath. (sighs) Meanwhile... What is a night cow? barked Seely. <laughs> Taffy shrugged at first, then closed her eyes and thought about what Baba Budaba had shown her. She turned back to Baba and said, There's more, isn't there, Baba? Baba gurgled, squirmed, and floated a little off of the ground. They seemed to be affirming Taffy's intuition and did seem like they had more to share, but instead of touching appendage to paw, Baba turned around and drifted back into the Dogger Falls caves that were now their home. Should we try to follow? asked Seely. Taffy pondered the question and Baba's actions a moment and said, Hmm, no, I think we can just wait here. When Baba returned shortly, Taffy Mm. smiled proudly as she was happy to have been right in her feelings and also really happy that her connection powers 
had taken her to this level of understanding other living creatures that were still quite mysterious. But when Baba turned to reveal what they were carrying with them, both Taffy and Seely gasped in total shock. <gasps> Now, back on the cloud dragons, way up in the sky, Power Dog and Tuffy tucked their heads a bit, bracing against the wind, as Cumulo flew through the air, tethered to Cloudy, who was looking very much like a bank of clouds with two dogs riding along in the center. Condro was holding the slipper tightly and examining it. Fetcher was staring at it, too. Is it, is it really enchanted? asked Fetcher. Condro didn't look up, but nodded and replied, Yes, so it would seem that it is. I knew my young nibbling had gotten involved with a group of other Fenix on Miaui. They're called the Allurophiles. They believe that openly making cats our leaders will make Miaui the leader of all of Dogland, using their enchantments to gain power over every living thing. I had long suspected my sibling Maxro was also working with cats, even before your testimony at the Super Circle Summit. Condro sniffed the little slipper, which wiggled only just a little bit now. Fetcher nodded and thought about how everything he'd ever heard about enchantments had always seemed like tall tales to make cats seem scarier. But then again, he'd also once thought that dragons were made up, or at least not around anymore, and he'd certainly never, ever imagined being gifted a genuine piece of the sky. And now, at this point in his young life, he'd seen very real and very angry little cats on Miaui. He'd traveled on and spoken to dragons and had that very real piece of the sky stolen right out of his paws by one of the boldest individuals he'd ever met. And what was that big word Condro just said? Alluro, alluros, allurophiles. Now, listeners, we would never expect you to have ever heard that word before. That is, unless you are really, 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 really into cats. Because, well, that's what the word allurophile means. And there have been allurophiles here on planet Earth for thousands of years. It is perhaps the ancient Egyptians that are the most famous for adoring cats. They loved them so much that they treated them like royalty, depicted them in artwork, and even believed them to have magical powers. On Dogland, it was starting to become more and more obvious that cats did have powers, or at least enchantments. On Miaui, it was becoming obvious that some Fenix believe cats should be treated like royalty. Fetcher wondered if he should ask Condro more about the Allurophiles group on Miaui, but then they heard Power Dog holler from Cumulo's shoulders, Look! There! Taffy and Seely's eyes were wide as Baba set down a small golden cat statue in front of them. Baba gurgled and floated and seemed to be quite pleased. Baba Budaba looked up at the sky as two large clouds, one of which was very fluffy, floated directly over them. How strange, exclaimed Taffy. Seely looked up at the clouds and then back to the cat statue, then back to the clouds and then to Taffy and asked, which? The cat statue 
or those clouds that came out of nowhere. Sheesh, take your pick, she answered, as the clouds seemed to come to a swirling stop right above their heads. Then they heard, look out below, and saw four dog bodies plummeting towards them, headed straight for the ground. Oh no, Taffy cried out. It's raining dogs, hollered Seely. Baba gurgled a bit and then floated up off the ground and morphed into a big, giant, but kind of flat pancake bubble right before Seely and Taffy's astonished eyes. The wonders of this alien seem like they might never cease. Thump, bounce, thump, bounce, thump, bounce, thump, bounce. Before they could think any more thoughts, they saw that Power Dog, Tuffy, Fetcher, and Condro were bouncing up and down, perhaps uncontrollably, on the gigantic trampoline that Baba Budaba had become. Baba, who seemed to be laughing as though being tickled, stretched an appendage out, scooped Taffy and Celie up and on top of their bouncy self. And before they knew it, they were laughing too, and everyone was bouncing and laughing. When they started to calm down, Baba flattened down onto the soft beach and beach grasses, and the dogs hopped off, quite safe and sound and happy. Celie followed by sliding off the edge of Baba the beach blanket, who kind of slowly reformed themselves and joined the group, who were all frozen in their tracks and staring down at the golden cat statue. Is that, started Tuffy, the same statue we saw on the communications platform, said Condro. Power Dog approached very carefully, sniffing the air around the statue. Everyone stood as still as they could, even holding their breath. Power Dog sat back, cocked his head to the side, as dogs do when they're figuring something out, doing a bit of math, or concentrating. Roger? he asked, and the statue moved. All right, that's it for now. We will continue the story in our next episode. Now I'm joined by my Wrigley co-author and son, Hank. Hi, Hank. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, are you ready for a joke? Yeah. Would you like to tell me your absurdist humor cat joke again? Oh, yeah. You know I love it. Okay, what do you call a cat wearing pants? What? Cab jeans. A tab jeans. <laughs> it makes no sense and I love it. Okay. What do you call a whole pile of cats? Mountain. Mountain. Climb every mountain. When the cats wake up, the mountain fall down. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. If you liked what you heard, you can see more content at our website, PowerDogAdventures, all one word, dot com. There you can sign up for our infrequently emailed newsletter and also submit any good dog jokes. And we'll be forever grateful if you feel like telling your friends about the show, too. If you are looking for more great shows, 
then please check out the other members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to high-quality audio for kids and families. There are well over 100 great shows to find there. Ask your grown-up to check out kidslisten.org to find out more. Special thanks to our creative partner, the inimitable Jason Rourke, who makes these stories sound extra good with his wise counsel, recording, sound design, and even original music. This podcast has been made possible in part by funding provided by the Regional Arts and Culture Council in Portland, Oregon. Thank you, Rack. It has been made even more possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support and extra big thanks to our Patreon patrons who get early access to all of our episodes ad-free, as well as goodies and merch and birthday shout-outs at any level of support. We are not joking even a little when we say we could not do this without you. The Adventures of Power Dog and Dogland is created in the ancestral lands of the Cowlitz, Multnomah, Kathlamet, Clackamas, Tumwater, Tualatin, Kalapuya, Wasco, Molala, Watlala, Bands of the Chinook, and other indigenous nations and tribes of the first people who made their homes along the rivers here in what is now called Portland, Oregon. And special thanks to our own Granny and Gramps who helped us write and record our Power Dog theme song that you'll hear at the end of the episode. Hey, Granny and Gramps, what key did y'all say that's in? It's It's in D for Dogland. Problem still.
Daisies fanning foxes in the daisies platypuses. We herded up and wound down our dogs right beside us. Got special tales to tell, and when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. So come with me to Dogland, we've got special tales to tell, and when we come together, all our tails will wag as well. Woof woof! Woo!